0: much for tuning into this week's episode, episode nine, week six, um, of the Huddles and Stout podcast. Um, following a, a bit of a sojourn last week, I'm delighted to have Rocky returning to air. How are you, mate? All good?
1: Yeah, all good. Well, well, it's it's good to be back uh, after our brief hiatus there.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, for for the dedicated listener. Um, obviously, the newfound fame went to Rocky's head. He's like to jet off to the continent. All the profits of uh, the podcast,
1: yeah, yeah, squandered. We had a
0: we had a prof, uh, uh, I was a substitute lined up, but he, he fell through at the last minute. So, yeah, look, a lot to get through. Um, we kind of changed things slightly. Um, there'll be there'll be small little changes you'll notice on a weekly basis. I suppose we'll we'll stick with the structure around the ground. We're gonna get continue on to five and goal, but we're probably gonna taper it back a bit. We're, we've been accused of spoofing, um, so we're gonna try and cut baseless the time allegations. Yeah, um, haters. Yeah. You know, you're doing something right when you got haters, um, and thereafter, obviously, we'll have a, a preview ahead to week six, so a lot to, to to kind of get through. So I might kick things off nice and early, wish around the ground which um, is so basically the, the results from week 5 I'll kick it off with a stat that might be worth discussing later on but uh, it'll come up Gino Smith Gino Smith has more completions passing yards yards per attempt and touchdowns than Russell Wilson this season suck that one in um, yep if you yeah that's uh, that, that, that goes, once
1: that well I suppose it exemplifies the struggles of, of Denver and I suppose, the surprise of, of Seattle.
0: Yeah. Um, you could argue it's a surprise, or you could also argue it's it's just... It's, they're probably playing football the way Pete Carroll always wanted to play football. Um, so, look, a story for, for a later moment in time, uh, be it this week or next week. But to quickly just run through the score, scores, obviously you probably had the worst Thursday night football in history that obviously... It's a big statement, given what's lined up for this Thursday football. Yeah. But Colts twelve, Broncos nine. Then moving forward to the early hours of well, the early hours for the for the US listener, the London second game, London game of the season, the Giants overcoming the Good Packers twenty seven to twenty two. Um. Pittsburgh three, Buffalo thirty eight, Chargers thirty, Browns twenty eight. Texans 13, Jags 6, Chicago 22 Vikings 29. the Lions dropped the duck egg to the Patriots 29 zip. One of the better games this weekend especially in the early window uh, Seahawks 32 Saints 39. then mm. obviously a, a bruise and battered Dolphins fell short against the the Jets 40 points to 17 and a controversial fixture. Tampa Tampa, um, overcame Atlanta 21-15. Atlanta fans are over happy. Yeah, filthy. A lot of controversy over kind of some of the decisions in that one. Um, Titans 21, Commanders 17, 49ers 37, Panthers 15, and Matt Rule's final game with the organization. Eagles looked it potentially um, to a 5-0 start, 20 points to 17 over the Cardinals. Cowboys overcame the Rams 22-10 and then Sunday Night Football seen the Baltimore Ravens overcome the Bengals 1917 and finally last night, Monday Night Football the Chiefs overcame the Raiders by the smallest margins, 30 points to 29 so a very interesting week 5
1: Some good games, some surprises and some absolute oh, slugfests in there uh, Thursday Night Football obviously comes to mind and Buffalo beating the doors off Pittsburgh wasn't exactly a an enthralling game.
0: No, no, I think that's that's fair to say it wasn't. It was maybe one for the Bills fans and the Bills fans only. Yeah, I yeah. I would yeah. say it was, it was a great result for the for the neutral. Um, but yeah, I suppose I've probably talked far too much in that opening stanza. Um the next section obviously to get to is 5 and go we're going to put a bit of a, a shot clock on it a play clock if you will but before we kick it all in I mean it's now is a good time as ever to mention our affiliate partners uk. it's getting cold it's time for a beanie um, why not support your NFL NBA NHL or a Major League Baseball franchise of your choice just click the link in the podcast description and there's a wide variety of sporting apparel at a fingers touch um, get swagged up when I hand it on to yourself, um, and I'll start the shot clock once you read your your opening statement.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, you mentioned it above reading the scores. Uh, are the Detroit or is the Detroit Lions' offensive Cinderella start over, or did we just witness an immaculate Belichick shutout? Obviously, the Detroit Lions were. Uh, I think the the second rated rated offence prior to this game and completely shut out I know your your, your Sasquatch stat was Geno Smith related, this I think is also an interesting one, in Super Bowl 53 the Rams who were quarterbacked by Jared Goff was playing the Patriots obviously coached Mm. by Bill Belichick Um, and obviously Belichick's game plan completely shut down Jared Goff in Super Bowl 53, Jared Goff was held to 229 passing yards and no touchdowns. And on Sunday, Jared Goff facing Bill Belichick again was held to 229 passing yards and no touchdowns. It's interesting. But I think it's it's a a lot going on there to do with Belichick. And I think people dating Belichick, I think this proves that he has still got, got it.
0: I think multiple things can be true at the same time oh well without um, a doubt I think yeah it might be a, an immaculate Belichick defensive shutout there may also be ties there to Patricia's time in Detroit um, I think the Lions really struggled I didn't see much of it now I just kind of seen a few clips from, from red zone of which there were f- few and far between Lions kind of Pro footage. Mm. I think Saint Brown is a huge loss for the Detroit Lions when he's, he was out. I think on, on Sunday, as far as I can remember. I'm
1: not sure. Um, I thought he was playing. I think he was just questionable going into the game. Okay, but but um, as you say, injuries played a part. DJ Cherk and DeAndre Swift were out, and Amon um, mm. Raw and. What's the, the other fellow's name? Josh Reynolds were both questionable going into the game. Now, I don't like making injury excuses for teams because everybody gets them, but the Lions were one of the top offences and they put up zero points, granted against a Belichick defence, but this, this was one of the most surprising results of the week. Um, I think, maybe not equally, while Belichick deserves to be lauded, as does Bailey Zappi, I think... There's quite obviously the injury bug playing its part there yeah. with Detroit.
0: Yeah, look, it's, it's that part of the season. Um, I literally was a bit rapid finger there, and I just stopped the uh, the play clock. Uh, a bit four seconds left in it, but look, we'll uh, we'll let it play throughout. But I just said I'd stop there because it was a good little uh, segment. Yeah, look, I don't know if the Detroit Cinderella star is over. I think they obviously have a bit of. We've talked about it before. It's kind of it is a bit of the hard knocks pro um, but I think they are who we think they are do you know what I mean they're they're,
1: they're still a couple of years away
0: yeah like you can't make excuses for the lack of talent do you know what I mean it's they'll be there, thereabouts in a lot of fixtures but a lot of times they'll just get bad. Um no I don't think the Patriots this is they're going, the Patriots want to build a, a deep playoff run on the back of this result I just think it's just
1: no, I, yeah, I think so. Um I don't wanna i I'm I'm of was focusing on the offense. I think obviously it's known that Detroit's defence is atrocious. It's just it was just surprising to see this potent offence shut out.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um so moving on, um it's a nice simple one. Um I've probably changed a little bit having rewatched back Sunday's game for me, but do the cowboys stick or twist on Cooper Rush? Highly topical.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I there was kinda of whispers about this just a couple of weeks ago and you were like, nah, it's crazy talk. But you have to admit there's a bit of intrigue there, isn't there?
0: There is. Um I think despite the win, he probably did himself no favours the victory over the Rams he only threw for 102 yards I think it was, think it was 102 he finished with so I think yeah look uh, I'm gonna be pragmatic here and probably give the Cowboys a bit of a appraisal a par- a here I think that defense is super already
1: yeah.
0: yeah I think as much as we've kind of lambasted the kind of the drop-off from Ezekiel Elliott this season and maybe the last season they have a running game in Pollard and Zeke and Elliott that, that can be thunder and lightning. Do you know what I mean? It's, Pollard is the best running back in that group but it's a very good group. People talk about us having the best roster in the NFC East. I think those arguments can be made that Cowboys team as a whole we probably have better wide receivers. They yeah. may have a better running game and they may have a better defense. So yeah, look I think if I was if I was a clinical man I wouldn't start Cooper Rush against the Eagles. I wouldn't start Dak against the Eagles. Because I'd bring him back the next two games think of the Lions and the Bears. Give him two easy wins. Quiet the noise. He's he's your better quarterback. But let's let's be cute here.
1: Sure, yeah. I should uh I do want to um disclaim that I said there's intrigue. I one hundred percent would start Prescott over Rush, um, yes. Now, I think from what I've seen, it doesn't look as if he's going to be able to, to play. I think Jerry Jones yeah, says he's very he's, much fifty fifty. Uh, yeah, I think he says he's a ways to go before he can fully grip football again. Um, and I think, as you say, Cooper Rush, he's done enough, but it is that defense that mm. is you know it's it's making his not exactly paltry contributions but his you know his what he can do it makes that look, um you know enough it it makes any any of his games enough to win because that defense is holding their opponents to whatever 15 20 points tops
0: mm. yeah yeah absolutely and look, I, I think don't say that he hasn't done an incredible job but I think there's an element here where there's so much football on fans are kind of sometimes almost just looking at the results and saying that's where the memes are coming from and stuff like that but uh, that's our that's 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 our play off. but uh, yeah no I suppose in short he's done an incredible job Dak is the best quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys organization yeah he is absolutely Yeah,
1: yeah. I would be blown away if um, when Dak is is ruled healthy again, that he doesn't get the start.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What you do about nothing? I think. I think so.
1: Yeah, it's it's just all. It's just the allure of the backup quarterback. Have we got a diamond in the rough here without us knowing it? And yeah.
0: That and the Cowboys need to fill the comments. But moving on.
1: Yeah, back to um. Talking about Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to own the take I made in the, the preview. And it, maybe it's too early to, to to own this mistake or call it a mistake yet. But Seahawks have looked a lot better than I thought they would. I thought they'd le- uh, finish the season 4-13. I'd be surprised if if that's what they end up as. Um, Geno Smith leagues the league in completion percentage. He's tied ninth and plays over 40 yards. So he's not exactly just playing safe throws. Um, 9 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. um, And all of this on... Like Seattle, it does remain not an overwhelmingly talented team. But he's doing all of this on this team. Um, I think he's possibly with the Rams looking as they are. The Cardinals looking as they are. Seattle have a chance. Um, and in the NFC, they have a, a good chance, if not at the division, at a wild card spot.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he probably said it touched on it the start. uh stats. Like I, I think. And Richard Sherman is quoted as saying this. He's saying the Seahawks are finally playing how Pete Carroll always wanted them to play. Mm. They've. Uh, running back by committee obviously we kind of had, in during the previews we were like you know, Chris, Carson, Chris, Chris Carson is a huge loss and he, and he is but they've replaced him in the averages they have look don't get me wrong I did not expect this from Geno Smith he has played exceptionally
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they've, they've good wide receivers they've they've good pieces they're good in the average they don't have great wide receivers they've good, good wide receivers they've a solid running game they're a bit porous as a defence. Like they had an absolute shootout with the Lions. You know, that's and I think ultimately that's where they're gonna come on done. But I think Gino Smith has a is a huge kind of argument to be made for most improved player this season.
1: I think and so. I think uh, as you say, obviously, yeah, that defense is their Achilles heel. And I think one thing to to look at going forward is as you said, we thought Chris Carson was a big loss. Rashad Penny stepped up big time. But now he's out for the season, so now they have DJ Dallas and Kenneth Walker, who they drafted. So it's that's worth looking Can't,
0: at. Kenneth Walker's touchdown on Sunday was Fab. was quite quite an impressive touchdown. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, maybe it's there's something. In it. and look, it's something Sunday look look was a big for day it. for rookies. Looking at the Jets, for example, um, yeah, a big day for rookies. Yeah, if um, you. Sauce gardener looking oh good. Age. Yeah, I mean, if you you can be a gardener, why not be a sauce gardener? For sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think like I think the bigger talking point from the NFC West is probably the fact that you've got a, a Rams offensive line which is a mess. We will get to that layer. Cardinals, which are struggling to be to be pragmatic about things, they're struggling now. Did some nice glimpses. Um. Hollywood, and they do have, in my mind. One of the most naturally gifted wide receivers in the competition back shortly, um, mm-hmm. so they could improve. And San Francisco, they're solid, but they're just picking up so many injuries. Did some more injuries in the weekend, so you potentially Seattle could not look, but it, the the chips could fall in their in their face. Absolutely, season, yeah, and they could be a wild card position. So I suppose let the chips fall where they may in the Pacific Midwest because I think you could be on some oh we snuck that one in on time just on time I have the have the advantage over yourself that I can see the last 8 seconds ticking there
1: ok 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 um,
0: yes yeah, so I suppose moving from the Pacific Northwest to the Northeast, um, while the Kenny Pickett era started with a roar Pretty much been a whimper ever since. Was the benching of Mitch Trubisky potentially a little bit too soon? And by extension, now Pittsburgh in a bit of a tricky situation here. Like I get, I get the kind of mantra that he's a Pittsburgh kid and he's kind of he went to college in Pitt. And, but is he ready?
1: Uh, look, I think it was a tall ask to come in and beat the the Bills. Um, it was a tall ask that that uh, third down throw to Gabriel Davis um, a 98 touchdown pass and then there was another 60-odd year touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis totally outmatched I, I can't imagine the Steelers are looking at this and seeing that it reflects poorly on, on Pickett from the very first possession he's playing from behind against a star-studded you know, offence Look, I get he didn't he didn't look uh as inspiring as he did in last week. But I think I think teams are looking at quarterbacks now or they're starting to factor in that they won't be Patrick Mahomes or, you know, these these you know, instant starters or instant elite players from the get go. I think they'll
0: I think well, I suppose the thing with Patrick Mahomes, that people it's kind of we have moved far enough away from now that people tend to Yeah is Patrick Mahomes Patch Mahomes because of Alex Smith. Yeah. And is that not why you signed Mitch Trubisky? Um look, I didn't I
1: wasn't very excited about the Pittsburgh I, quarterback I bloody, room. Bloody well was. <laughs> I know you thought he could be a, a good sign in for them. And I suppose on Ooh. paper he's just he didn't look the best and it's a murky situation they're in but what do you think do you mm. think I think almost at this stage you know what Mitch is do you just ride with Pickett
0: do you know what I've seen glimpses I've seen glimpses from Pickett um, he's a tough kid does that play against the Bills where someone has a shot bear in mind he's, he's tiny and the Bills defender. It, it was the, I think the second skirmish and a Bills player shoots him in his leg and he, he's he's not afraid to get up no. in the game, so, <laughs> yes, which to big me big. says this kid is, is tough and that's probably going to endear him to the Pittsburgh fans it's probably like they probably watched him in college I haven't seen an awful lot of him in college obviously the, the viral clip of the the new rule in college you can't fake slide mm. Um but yeah I, I think he's tough and Pittsburgh needs a tough quarterback so I think ultimately he will be but I just can we protect quarterbacks a little bit more and let them come through when they're a bit more developed that's kind of what was my thing Does it again. Does it again. We're it's making good time here. Yeah, perfect. I think that's all that can be said on Pittsburgh.
1: Right, well on to the uh the other Pennsylvania team. We've seen the last undefeated team, the Eagles, play their worst against Arizona. What's the deal? Are they being figured out? They kind of peaked in weeks two and three and I know uh, week four was a rain game for them, but they haven't looked as good the last two weeks. Now I think this week they they obviously Jordan Myller was out and Dickerson and Jason Kelsey spent a bit of time on the sideline as well, so I think that factors in.
0: Um, I I think the Eagles are a very hard team to figure out because they like it, it's it's not a conventional game plan and it's not conventional in. in this new era of the nfl it's like but we're winning (laughs) no
1: i know what you're saying um each week is kind of winning a different way but even this week was a weird game plan it's 13 screen passes um yeah i just it's um you don't really know what they're going to do each week um
0: I think, no, and that unpredictability, I think, is kind of what I'm saying. Is like I don't actually think you can figure out how to beat Philadelphia. I think you just you'll beat them, but it's probably by having a more talented roster or having something as explosive as say maybe Kansas
1: or yeah, sure. I think so too. Um, maybe someone like Lamar. I think a big part of it is is Jalen Hurts. Obviously, not many people thought he'd make the jump that he has done. If you look at um just the last two weeks, you know, he was playing Trevor Lawrence, uh, the number one overall pick in twenty twenty, I think it was, and then Kyler Murray also another number one overall pick. Um okay, you, you obviously saw glimpses of why Kyler was a, a number one overall pick, he looked dangerous at times. But between his sliding gaff and between Trevor Lawrence's four fumbles and interception, Jalen Hurts he's just consistent and smart and careful with the ball and it's almost like Philadelphia are they're hard you know they they don't make mistakes you do have to be explosive outscore them um, they're not going to beat themselves basically and a lot of teams are doing that this year they're finding ways yeah. to beat themselves
0: yeah no I tend to, I tend to agree and yeah. it's I think it's I think it's very interesting. Like I just think, it's Hurts is kind of. He's in line with a new age w- way of thinking in that like. I think only NFL franchise anymore are, picking a guy because he's big, he's strong. Like you know there, there would have been a, a quarterback stereotype, and now it's completely scripted. And it's like we can win. Playing to his strengths and and Philadelphia to be, to, to, not be biased here. Took a, they took a jump on Jalen. They decided... We were always going to run, run over on the Eagles. Sky. And like, an African-American quarterback doesn't normally get the time that Jalen hurts has gone. So they have to be commended on that. Um, I'm Not going to debate whether that's right or wrong. We all know that's wrong. But it, it is it is a factor. Yep. And I think... They've been rewarded for it now. I think they have a strong, strong roster. Strong defence. Defence is going to make plays. For us, is it... As strong as maybe the Cowboys defense no, but it's it's strong enough to compete. Um, I think in some ways
1: it's it's comparing, but the uh the pass rush that's that's what worries me most about um <clears throat> next week is you know, is, is Mylata, Dickerson, Kelsey all hundred percent to you know DeMarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons.
0: That's a scary deal. Um, yeah Look, we'll, we'll stick a pin in that we're staying within the NFC East I'm going to bring in a rule and look maybe it's the fact that it's Dallas week it was two Philadelphia Eagles fans but we're not discussing any, anything about the NFC East next week no matter what happens yeah I so think only, that's totally fair. Th- unless um, it's
1: only Washington we probably haven't paid too much attention it, to them
0: <laughs> well, there's enough talk about commanders <laughs> to be fair but yeah. look with Barker um, so I suppose we've seen a rejuvenated Saquon Barkley on the Brian Day ball. Um, and despite their obvious limitations, they're lying four and one, um, a huge win. Come back from, come back from. I think it was twenty points to three uh, against the Packers on Sunday. Uh, lunchtime. Is Dayball the man to bring them back to perennial challenger in the NFCs? Because they definitely were for for large chunks of history. Um, and I, like just for me, i was looking at that roster. I'm looking at. Daniel, Daniel Jones Danny Dimes I think Danny Quid is as he was referred to <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> I'm looking at like Saquon is playing his best his best stuff uh, and that kind of goes back to kind of his breakout years with Eli Manning at the helm and um, and outside of that it's a l- lot of bit pieces like ultimately the only person who's not performing is oh how does his name just Kenny Gallagher that's the only person that's not performing on the on the Giants roster when he's the best paid. Yeah, unless he's paid you want to
1: lump in um, Kadarius Toney as well, their first round pick last year. He's done almost nothing. Ex- aside from one game against the Cowboys last year, he's also barely contributed. But Kenny Galladay, what, a, what an egregious mistake. But it's inexplicable. But, Nobody could have predicted that he was going to have no, as bad like, a season.
0: Like you say, it, it, it's like... A mistake, but the decision at the time seemed.
1: Yeah, I'm only call, I, I'm only able to call it a mistake now in retrospect. I I mm. was afraid of Kenny Galladay once that signing was mm. made.
0: Yeah, like you, you couldn't lambast the the Giants kind of back off. It's for for bringing Kelly Galladay. It looked like a smart move. It looked like yeah, this is like they have starting Shepherd. starting Shepherd is a is a wide receiver too. Um, they've drafted well I don't think they drafted Tony at the time but they probably were going to draft the wide receiver so you're looking at like, it's a good wide receiving core I think Kenny Gallanday just massively let you down Um, yeah I think I just um, I think my point is more long term on the day and, ball and I know we were kind of maybe optimistic about Joe Judge uh, in the early part of his kind of kind of like people tend to forget just how quickly the tide turned on joe judge like i don't think he get the great the great start that dayball has but people were definitely happy about the football the giants were playing and that changed very quickly but i just wonder do we think given the small sample size we have only five games this could be the man to to, to bring the giants almost back because they have been a bit of a joke organization especially since eli hung up the cleats
1: yeah um look after the Titans, I think it was in week one, the next three games were, you know, relatively soft. Um, but they won them. They they beat the teams they, they had to beat. They beat the Packers. Now, I think the Packers played pretty badly, pretty poorly. But that doesn't make a difference to New York. They got the win. They did what they had to do. Um, Yeah, I think... We, 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 as you note, the talent isn't at the level of the Cowboys or the uh, the Eagles, but Dayball still has them contending in that division.
0: Yeah, and like, like, I think my point is more long term. Is like, a, like, I'm not saying he's gonna win a Super Bowl this season. But...
1: No, of course, but the future is bright. I'm like, I'd be very hopeful as a as a Giants fan. He definitely yeah, looks okay. like the right, uh...
0: competent coach. Yeah, who who have thunk it? Yeah, look, well, look, that's the NFC's parked. Yeah, we're done talking week. about them. We'll pick it up again in week eight.
1: Yeah, so I suppose now just a quick look at the parity around the division so far. Which teams are underperforming and which teams are overachieving? I think Tom Brady last week said that a lot of the, the parity is derived from just teams playing bad football. And... I think I agree. We see a lot of the powerhouses from last year, you know, in the, the Rams underperforming this year. The Buccaneers obviously still with a winning record in the top of their division, but not looking as sharp. Um the Packers, the same. They lost to the, the Giants. Um and I suppose the Bengals and the Titans are probably two other candidates. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl and the Titans being the the number one seed and I know again the Titans are atop their division but a lot of these teams just look a shadow of themselves from from, uh, from last year
0: yeah like I think there's, there's a couple of different reasons for, for that I think there was a lot of off season moves that probably weren't fantastic um... there was a lot of butterfly effect I think with all of the with all of the um the moves that went on. Um Apologies to the listener, I have a bit of a cough. I'm trying to pause the mic in between. But um well yeah, because I think the Bengals kinda of went on a magic run. And I think it's
1: clear move now way. that um they overachieved last year. Um I think things were Titans yeah.
0: move moved off on AJ Brown. That's been proven to be a poor move. The Colts we probably predicted things with, with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan probably is just over the hill, unfortunately. I think so. Um it's been And the Rams an offensive line mess. And Matt Ryan, yeah, no, I just think I think that man has still not covered recovered from Super Bowl. I just think some some guys just have these those moments in their career and they just can't quite shake them and I think that's gonna be ultimately it's gonna be the final moment for his whole career, which is sad. But I don't think Matty Ice was the same after giving away that super Bowl
1: no, I, I think that's definitely the case. Um, there are definitely some quarterbacks. The same as well, possibly, for uh, Jimmy G. Reaching the, uh, yeah. the Super Bowl, he I think he got back to the championship game, but he's never been capable of carrying a team since. I don't want to mention names, but Carson Wentz obviously couldn't, you know, he's got that 2017 season in his head.
0: Will you will you argue that Nick Foles win the Super Bowl? Is that going to be the final moment of his career? Did he was he not able to get over that? Is that the stat statue outside Lincoln Financial Field is of Nick Foles, and ultimately, if you look over that season as a whole, the 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 best quarterback player was by Carson Wentz. Mm. Um.
1: What about um, overachievers? Do you think any teams are doing well now that possibly like I'm? I'm not totally convinced by the
0: Titans. Um, nor I. I'm not. I'm not overly convinced by the Giants. I think ultimately the schedule will kind of even out.
1: I I think so as well. And I, I don't want to disrespect the Giants because they've done so well. But yeah, I don't think by season's end they will be competing in the division. Yeah,
0: that's that's fair to say. The Jets at three um, and two, maybe. I think it's the the Bears probably as well. Uh, two and three,
1: yeah, I, I think they're lucky. They they shouldn't have won against San Fran in Week One. That was a rain game.
0: Yeah, and and, and you look at like things gone their way differently on on Sunday. They could have overcome the Vikings and they could be looking at three and two Bears. I think they have maybe mm-hmm. potentially slightly over. Like yeah. apologies, we, we've discussed it before. We don't. We, we do. We do not enjoy putting the foot into the Bears. Uh, just sort of listening no saying saying that though
1: there was a glimmer of hope for the Bears there Justin Fields looked he gave you the reason why you should be building around him rather than selling everything around him and I think that's what you needed to see in Chicago you Mm. know those glimpses where he could operate and do well independently of the team around him
0: yeah I think yeah in terms of other teams that have overachieved could you say yeah no I don't know and possibly the Seahawks no, d- too yeah it good. that's who he's going to kind of lean to but yeah look I suppose yeah it's, it's still too early to call the season you know they always say of course like, yeah, it is wait until Turkey day
1: we're about yeah. yeah we're about a third of the way through less than a third plenty of time to go and yeah you know injuries will continue to mount for teams and it could be an unrecognisable landscape by the season's end
0: Tend to agree. Um, uh, are so moving on, and we've kind of touched on them. It's every points throughout the kind of episode, but if we're honest, really honest, maybe this Ram site just isn't built to go back to back. Can the offensive line be saved, or is it likely a wasted final season for Aaron Donald?
1: Yeah. Um, I think um the retirement after the Super Bowl of Andrew Whitworth is really is really rearing its head um, obviously their biggest struggle so far have been on the offensive line um, Matt Stafford does not look well his elbow, his torso he's and he's always he been a, old he's always been a tough a tough, gritty quarterback but things can pile up particularly yeah,
0: he looks old before his time he looks yeah. not the quarterback we've seen last year even like last season when they, they kind of had those struggles early he just didn't he, he didn't look, look as bad as he's looked now I think the
1: struggles think, early last year he was throwing interceptions because he was just taking chances the struggles this hmm. year are because he's getting hit time and time again uh, Alan Robinson he's not been what they've hoped for um yeah.
0: Which, which is disappointing because I I would have, would have always kind of seen potential in Alan Robinson but it didn't work in Chicago. It's not working in L. A. Arguably, they should have held on to Robert Woods. Um, I know he's not had a fantastic season in in, in Tennessee, but he's doing bits. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just. You wonder if if the if the money, that they got on the back of Super Bowl, I mean, in terms of like. Retirement players kind of a few off-season movements if it could have been better utilised if they should have sure up that offensive line um, like they went out and went big on Robinson mm. like you've got the best wide receiver in, in the competition why not just stick I know prioritize
1: off. you say that as well the Bengals went out and after getting to the Super Bowl they reinforced their offensive line and again it's still inconsistent um, and I do agree with you that they probably should have prioritised replacing Andrew Whitworth, who was a franchise left tackle and and there was there was other movement on or transactions on the offensive
0: line um, look, can, I, can I be brutally honest though with regard that I please. have a lot more confidence in the Rams back office front office than I do in the Bengals front office. As an organisation the Bengals, I, I do believe until I'm proven wrong, or an organization that's looked out in the talent they've they've got with Burrow, um Chase, and even to a lesser extent T. Higgins. I don't think that's a structurally sound organization. And I think they won on the back of Joe Bur- they won well they got to Bull on the back of Joe Burrow. But I think the Rams front office is it's a it's a well tuned machine. So I would have confidence if they'd have looked invest in the offensive line I think they would have adequately been able to resource it
1: Uh, look I agree I think um, the difficulty the Rams obviously have is the the draft picks that they've gotten rid of and obviously it doesn't matter what you think of draft picks you know whether they're better as you know being taken or as trade you know bargaining chips the fact is they don't have any so they can't do either so it's We'll have to see where they go from that, and and I think we were watching the Super Bowl last year, and I think you said something to me about that this might be the last time Joe Burrow gets to a Super Bowl because it was such a run of good luck. And I didn't really, I didn't really agree with you. I didn't really believe you then. But I th- welcome to another round of drawing board or miro board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the Team
0: Brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of
1: one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. You're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's won.
0: Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O dot com. I, I think that was a good take then, and I think I'm, it's an all right take I'm, now. I'm, I'm I'm highly honored that my wisdom is still with you. Absolutely. Probably.
1: I think about that at least once a day.
0: (laughs) Wow. It should be once an hour. Yeah, look, I suppose moving on, uh, we'll keep an eye on the Rams, but I think it's getting towards crunch time for them. It has to change quickly.
1: Yeah, I think Um, um, my final point is just to have a quick look, you know, just under a third of the way through the season, we're just going to have a look at some of the front runners for the various awards, you know, MVP offensive and defensive players and rookies of the year and, and coach of the year. Um so looking at M V P Josh Allen's out in front, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, um, you know, Joe Burrow, Rogers, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady are all sort of kind of lagging behind.
0: Um, I suppose no real surprises there. Yeah. The most valuable quarterback award will Yes think if if he hits given the talent that's there I think it's Josh Allen's year
1: yeah I think so the I think the you you might think Jalen hurts because obviously his team is undefeated and maybe if they they finish the season undefeated he'll get it but at the moment it's looking like a team effort for for the Eagles Mm. um Mm. Lamar Jackson obviously was playing like a man possessed the first couple of weeks the problem with him is that his defense is really letting you know him down so he mightn't have the record at the end of the year to back up his exactly. and support. you've got yeah joshua and patrick mahomes i think i'd probably just take patrick mahomes on the odds but yeah um
0: i think patrick mahomes is a bit like i don't know if you're an nba fan but lebron should win mvp every year jordan should have won mvp every year yeah, yeah. it's it, it's almost becoming a story award so i think Reason, he won't get it. All right, looking
1: at a offensive player of the year, um, all under ten to one is Cooper Cup, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson. They all have, um, they all have you know valid cases. Cup is like the only weapon that's working for the Rams at the moment. Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts obviously having really well good seasons. Justin Jefferson pr- proven. I think he's maybe the best receiver in football now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. After that you've got Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, uh, Nick Chubb, Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, uh, yeah. then the usual, you know, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel. I I the only surprise I would maybe have is Saquon being twelve to one, he's
0: I was gonna I was gonna say when you were finished, I was gonna say he's a dark horse for me, he's a small I think so player.
1: too. I think so too. He's um
0: If he continues, how he's gone. Do you know what I mean? If he's Yeah. If his first five is replicated across all 17, he's, he's a smokey for me.
1: Moving on to offensive rookies, you're going to start off with Chris Olave, Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, Romeo Dubs, Kenny Pickett, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson, all 10 to 1 or shorter odds. I think so far, Chris Olave has been the guy. Um, I think Brees Hall had a, had
0: a pretty big game. Yeah, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce
1: as well. He's He's been a nice mm. pickup for him.
0: Drake London has shown patches. He's not shown it consistent for me. Yeah. Not saying the talent's not there. Just like it's it's still early in his development.
1: Um, I suppose over 10 to 1 you've got George Pickens. Capable of fantastic catches. Just might not have the quarterback. Well, maybe Incredible. F- we might flew three fly through the
0: fly. He might suffer because of the, the quarterback position.
1: Bailey <laughs> Zappi at 22 to 1 might be a flyer. If he starts more games and supplants Mac Wilson. Um, yeah, you've got you've got obviously all the other offensive rookies, but none of them really stir or you know standing out. we will go on to defensive players of the year. Micah Parsons it, at even it, odds, it. even that's odds. It. Yeah, um, I don't Nick Bosa and yeah. Donald Rashawn Gary Miles Garrett. Nobody's really you know separating from the pack. It's it's, it's, it's Micah. It's Micah, and they're short Micah, short odds for no they're short odds for like a, an award or a season award, but. I don't think you could argue with it. Uh, defensive rookies, you've got the linebacker for the Jags, Devon Lloyd, uh, Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker. They're all at ten to one or shorter. And then Thibodeau, Karloftis, Tariq Woolen, Jalen Petrie and Del De Stingley.
0: I'll be honest. I, I saw probably more of the Jets game at the weekend than I've I've seen of a lot of Jets games in, in recent years and I was really impressed by by Hall and in particular Sauce Gardner so uh, like look it's a very small sample size but for me at this moment I I think he's he looks something special
1: he looks as advertised Um, Mm -hmm. I thought he should have been the first picked defensive back I like Tariq Woolen as well I think he's looked good Mm -hmm. and then I suppose just to round out very quickly coach of the year Um. Nick Sar- Sirianni Brian Dable but the two of them are obviously the top two I think they have very good very good cases to be Chances, made Kevin yeah. O'Connell Mike McDaniel uh, and Doug Peterson also have have some things going for them um, yeah. again um, it, the, there's not too much spending too much time on coach of the year this early in the season it uh, you know again the landscape can look much different yeah. and just very quickly sorry comeback player of the year Saquon is Kobe. is your top um, then followed Kobe, yeah. by Geno Smith another good candidate uh, Brian Robinson Jr Derrick Henry Christian McCaffrey JK Dobbins
0: yeah JK just hasn't hasn't had the production I think no or open. and Christian McCaffrey he... no
1: I don't think so he's he's not getting the same usage no no
0: um, it's a nice segue though you mentioned Chris McCaffrey Christian um, so Matt Rule mm. is the first coach to be fired who do we see taking that position um, especially in his look let's be open and, and transparent here we were both high on the Panthers this offseason yep. and I think there's still an awful lot of talent in that roster that the right coach could make work and look arguably the, the reason Matt Rule lost his job is because of two quarterbacks but I think both are arguably highly serviceable. They won't, they're not they're not league great, but they're league average. And I think the right coach could make this work. It could could almost if they start in the morning could almost turn the season around. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they probably go caretaker manager, but long term, who do you see taking that position? Oh
1: yeah, I think David Tepper has sort of implied that it'll be it'll happen in the off season, mm. and uh, Steve Wilkes will. Um, caretake over the Panthers until then. Who do I see? I don't. I see, I'm. I'm not too keyed in on college football. I couldn't give you any of the hot names there. If we're, if you're looking at sort of coordinators, um, obviously I'm going to speak on things that I'm familiar with. Jonathan Gannon. Um, got a lot of sort of hype last season and interviews with the um the Houston Texans and obviously the main strength of Carolina is its defense and he's at the defensive coordinators for the Eagles. Uh, that could be a decent match. Um, now, that is that is to say, if the Carolina or if the Panthers don't, you know, completely fire sale and start, you know, cutting bits off and selling it, I think he could be under consideration. Um, then you got your perennial candidates, you know, be enemy, uh, BNME, uh who else is out there?
0: Is it? Is it? I think the main reason I kind of I, I asked this question tongue in cheek, I suppose, but is it worth picking up the phone to Sean?
1: Uh Sean McVeigh. Payton. Oh, Payton. 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 Um.
0: Like I, I think like you, you, can go for a college coach. I don't need to go for college coach because Matt Rule didn't work out. I think. You could could you look at maybe Sean Payton? The only thing with that is, and I'm
1: looking up now. Um, obviously, the he still or the New Orleans Saints still have the rights to Sean Payton.
0: So until
1: well, after after next year. Okay. So Saints fans seem adamant they're getting a first round pick for for Sean Payton. I think it's very bizarre the idea of trading picks for a coach. Um but apparently it you know it it has happened. Um I don't see a first round pick being exchanged for a coach on a one year contract. Although I don't know, it's different again, you're you're not really you're trading for the rights really.
0: Would he go there though? He could probably have Dallas if he wanted could probably have Dallas but there's a unique situation in the FC South in that <laughs> you have a potential to, have to dominate that that division for the next decade. The Saints are fiscally a bit of a mess. What Tampa are probably going to be what Tampa look like outside of Tom Brady. And I know we won to Super Bowl outside of Tom Brady but they probably are going to be what they, they largely are which is a bit of a mess. And Atlanta's in a bit of a rebuild so like you could I've talked about this a few times who's going to step up and, and kind of take ownership of the nfc south in the in the, the post brady vacuum and i think there's there's a, a massive opportunity there in carolina um like maybe draft picks aren't the way to go maybe there's a valuable roster there maybe it's kind of some good front front office moves yeah um and using what you have
1: do we know if he's definitely not gone back to new orleans though
0: no, I think, I don't know. Like, it's just... It's a weird situation. It's, it's, it's a very weird situation. And it's something that's not sat right with me since it happened. Yeah. I don't know. And I just... just wonder, could he be turned... Would he, would he go to an if he's outside? It's, it's just something that kind of hit me. Yeah. Like, the one thing about being the, the franchise who gets rid of your first goal... your of the head coach first. You technically have the best... Like... Recruitment, if that makes sense, you have the most options.
1: Yeah, um, it'll be an interesting post to fill. I mean, obviously, I think Matt Rule went eleven and twenty-seven, yeah. So it's not as if you have big shoes to fill. You'll you'll have your time. Uh, David Tepper signed Matt Rule to a seven-year contract, so I think whoever does go in, if it is Sean Payton, he knows he has a year or two or three. To get his system the way he wants it. And I think we might see David Tepper maybe take more of a backseat going forward. Given how he Mm handpicked Matt Rowland. Obviously that didn't go well. No,
0: it did not. But I suppose, look, yeah. look, It's it's going to be interesting to follow that. I think there's rumours today as well that they might trade Christian McCaffrey. Which, Lord knows what's going on there. Mm. But I suppose, week six previews. And for the fantasy football aficionado... Sport note, this is the first week we have with a bye. Teams are bye. Detroit Lions probably need it after last weekend. The Las Vegas Raiders definitely need it. Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. But I suppose I'll 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 fall on the sword for the good of the podcast and I will kick things off. Yeah tall task. Arguably a Thursday night football. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Don't show us any concussions this week. The commanders against the bears at the bears do you know what like i kind of had a look ahead of the fixtures prior to watching the games on sunday and i probably changed my view on this fixture Um, i don't have a point spread you might help me out there i've got a one point
1: favorite are the bears
0: yeah and you know what i'm back and i'm all in the bears we've seen some pretty notable comments from from River Ron Rivera um, yeah. in regards to their failings this season I just don't think it's a great place I think the Bears will be buoyed by the performance against the Vikings no they didn't get the result but in, in glimpses they've been, they've been sneaky good they're kind of they're not feisty but they're probably a little bit frisky um, so I'm going to back the Bears in this one because Lord knows we hate putting our foot on the Bears
1: yeah I think um I'd probably take the Bears I think. I think it's gonna be close. I don't think it's gonna be particularly high scoring. The Bears' biggest strength is running and the only the only um uh, the only thing that gives me pause is we've seen obviously Carson Wentz, you know, with garbage time touchdown throws, two long ones to Diami Brown there last week, and we only really saw that for the first time with Justin Fields last week. So I can just feel—I feel like it's a type of game where you know Chicago might eat up a lot of clock, get a long touchdown, and Carson Wentz is able to manufacture, you know, a, a quick pass. And I still—I th- actually think I would take the the Commanders here. They feature in my my punter on the field segment later on as well.
0: Perfect. Okay. Hey, moving on.
1: Yeah, moving then on to the next fixture, San Fran at Atlanta Atlanta are five and a half point favourites Atlanta obviously fuming over that uh, rough and the passer call on Tom Brady when J.D. Ga- Grady Jarrett essentially you know very gently or uh, textbook brought Tom Brady to the floor and extended it uh, they can't be too angry I don't think I think they were the beneficiary of a questionable call the play before um but even still, it's, a, it's an annoying call. Yeah. Um, in agreement. To be honest, I can't actually even say I've seen too much of the 49ers this year to have a really solid grasp on what the team is or what they look like.
0: They're solid. They're solid. They're, so, like, they're solid.
1: They're they're solid. Heat, like, yeah.
0: The, they're just beat up. They're just beat up, but they're solid.
1: I, I don't know. Solid, like. like the Falcons, they are that dangerous sort of team. They won't match up talent wise to a lot of um most of the, the people or the teams they play. But, you know, they've got a few offensive plate pieces too. I think I'd probably take the 49ers here with the points, minus five and a half.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I think it's it, it looks like a trap game. I don't think it is a trap game. Um, Will it be corrected? So it's moving on. The Bill Belichick derby. Patriots mm. take the visit. Up to the Browns, Patriots three point favourites. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's going to be difficult for the Patriots. There's plenty of storylines here. You've got kind of obviously Bill's return to, to Brown Stadium, you've got ex Patriot Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. on the center. Didn't yeah. think that was going to be the case a while back, but look, it is, it is. I think the key element here for me is Nick Job and I think he's been exceptional this season fancy the Browns to steer into that I I think the Browns I think the Browns are going to overcome the Patriots in this one
1: I don't have any reason for it but I would agree with you I think you see like a team shut out another team you, know, you see the Patriots shut out the Lions who are one of the you know, most prolific offences this year and then you're saying right well they could do it to anybody but they won't I think um, I just think uh, yeah they're facing a different kind of defence or a different kind of offence rather I think Nick yeah. Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just
0: mm. different um,
1: yeah I'm happy with that one. next one on the uh, battle of the green gangs the jets versus the green bay packers i've got the packers seven point favorites um obviously they lost to the giants last week and the jets won last week it's a bit of a fishy i think i'd take the packers here um i think the jets you know they beat up on a a banged up dolphins team and the packers lost a game they shouldn't have so i do think the the packers are a better team than that seven point spread indicates
0: yeah yeah i'm with you no um i'm all in with you um next up i suppose is probably your favorite fixture
1: absolutely afc bowl you off. love
0: this one uh it's the Jags, it's the Colts. Um, it's so hard to predict this one, and and traditionally speaking, I, I wouldn't predict like, I, I would never look at this and, and say, uh, I'd always go with the favorite side. But you have me in my, in my head a little bit, kind of the the track record of of Jacksonville versus versus Indy. Well, that um, that that's um, stretch
1: specifically was in jacksonville which we saw obviously um in the lose Have they played each other already
0: yeah week two week 24 zip that's right yeah um Um, but i i i'm gonna back the Colts on this um i think the spread i have is the jags plus two right yeah i've got that too yeah um i'm backing the Colts to to win by maybe three points, I think there's a few things here. Trevor kind of struggled, um, especially last week. Losing the Texans is is, is a it's a slap in the face, to be honest. But we we top more of forever this season. But I also think the return of Jonathan Taylor. I know he was only out for a week, but still, uh, I'm back in the colds to get the job done. I'm
1: I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I think. Um last week against the Texans it's a game the AFC South has some weird weird trends obviously Indy can't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville the Houston Texans have beaten Jacksonville 8 straight times they just extended that to the 9 straight times I think um, Jacksonville gets back to their form you know after the first few weeks I think they they come out on top of this Um, they had one of the the, they had the number one rush defense before facing Philly, um, and now Jonathan Taylor has to go up against that. So I I don't really trust that stat either because obviously they had, they were leading a lot of games, particularly against the Colts. And um, when you're leading games, the other team will throw on you more rather than run. Mm-hmm. So they can't compile uh, rushing stats, and then it looks like you've a good rushing defense. But anyway, I would take the Jags. Um, the next gig, the Vikes in Miami. Miami three point favorite. Do we know if two is back? Or I think he's out two to four weeks, wasn't he? So I don't think I don't think he's back. And we're probably unlikely to see Teddy. Um, which means it could be Skyler he's Thompson much. again, quarterbacking for the Dolphins. Um, so they're plus three point. Underdogs at home, I still have the Vikes in this
0: one. Yeah, um, it's all six o'clock. Six o'clock on a Sunday—that's Kirk Cousins' time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't put don't put me in the bright lights. But six o'clock on Sunday—that's what I call home. Yeah, no, I, I'm which just I want no part of backing the the Dolphins on this. Look, I think they're much improved now with Daniel, but yeah, no, not for this one. So yeah, I think the less of about that one, the better. Um. Next up, um, Bengals in the Bayou. Um, Bengals at Saints. Plenty of Louisiana connections, obviously, with Burrow and Chase. Um, it's also Andy, potentially Andy Dalton's revenge game. Um, I know, obviously, there was more of a sideshow with Taysom Hill last season. Our last weekend, sorry. Um, oh, just... I struggled with this one. I thought Kamara looked excellent on the weekend. I thought he looked back to his kind of his audacious best. Yeah, <sighs> like it's Michael a, it's Thomas, Jarvis Landry are out. Chris Olave looks like he could also be out. He obviously suffered a concussion yeah, on the weekend. I'd be surprised if he plays. I'm kind of backing the Bengals for this. I think they're two-point favourites. Um, um, my odds seem a little bit off, too fair. I've um, got one and a half points, so...
1: Much the same.
0: I'd actually I'd actually i i back the Bengals and I'm backing backing them to cover the spread. I'm backing them by about ten points. Ten? Yeah, I'm giving them ten points. Oh, well who 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 would have going to in a throw with that? Nah, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree
1: with you. Yeah, exactly. Me... They've got um Alvin Kamara and Aldi, Andy Dalton. I think um the Seahawks don't have a great defence. Mm. Um, as
0: preface. By the Lions fixture. Yeah,
1: I think. Uh, yeah, I think the, the the Saints have gotten the um the injury bug bad. I think they were lucky to win. Just, um, Seattle had no answers to Taysom Hill. We, yeah. Whenever he was on the field, he threw one pass,
0: but three runs. You know, just fucking. Anyway, and and look, sidebar. If you ever raise your voice to me when I'm slating the Saints again. <laughs> oh yeah this podcast open. So no. Though. no I'm joking. <laughs> Right, come on moving on
1: um, yeah moving on to the Ravens in the big city the big apple Um, the Ravens as 5 point favourites the Giants 5 point dogs at home Um, if you were to look at the records you'd think the Ravens have no part or no no reason to be favourites in this game but obviously we know that The Giants have been eking wins out over superior teams. It's a tough spread, though. Um, Mm. Like Giants fans are going to show up. Um, I think here I'm going to take... I think I'm going to take the Giants plus five.
0: I'm going to take the Ravens. And I'll tell you why. Tell me why. I think what, what we've seen this season is something we've not seen ever before. Is... Traditionally, if you played in a London game, you've got a bye weekend. And that commute could be quite erroneous on those Giants uh, players. I think Baltimore special with Lamar. And I think ultimately we we've talked about the the, the lack of talent that has to start to show some moment in time.
1: Look, I like that reasoning. Uh, we saw the Vikings play in London against the Saints, eke out a win. And they came back. They managed to beat Chicago, but Chicago was a poor team. But they mm. almost came back into it. Now the Giants mm. are doing the same, except they're not playing the Chicago Bears. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens, a different tier mm. of competition. Um. Make good
0: points from time to time.
1: Yeah. So you're you're you're
0: um, siding with the Ravens there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I just, just yeah. I just think I'm gonna side with the Ravens. Um, cool next up, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Buccaneers against the Steelers. Look, I think Fournette. I think the Buccaneers are eight-point favorites. I have. Yes. Yeah, um, I don't see much improvement for the Steelers just yet. I think there is cause for 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 optimism. But Godwin's back. Uh, Evans is obviously back. Leonard Fournette looked brilliant on the weekend. I think he had two touchdowns. I think. The buccaneers might kind of start to build a bit ahead of, of steam and I'm, I'm backing them in this one i'm backing them to maybe not cover the spread i think eight points is a bit generous uh given they did struggle against the falcons but i do think they will uh they'll overcome the steelers
1: yeah i am um, i'm gonna take the buccaneers with that spread i think Ooh. yeah i think uh todd bowles is just he's good at you know last year in the playoffs he completely bamboozled Jalen Hurts. You know, and that was his first year starting. This is Kenny Pickett's second game starting. I think he's going to, you know, if there's one thing to be said about the Bucks, it's their defense. Their offense hasn't, you know, it's not been as prolific as we thought it would be. I think he'll, he'll have a, a nice welcome to the NFL party here. Fair. Moving on to the Battle of the Birds, the Arizona Cardinals, at Seattle to face the Seahawks. Arizona Cardinals are three point favourites. Um yeah, uh, to be honest, I think um D Hop is suspended for six games, so he is still suspended. He'll be back uh next week. Um I yeah, obviously you did see good things with Hollywood Brown. They kinda like force feeding Rondell Moore a little bit. I think I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. They've given me no reason to to think they can couldn't hang with Arizona, and then I'm getting three points on top of that. You know?
0: Yeah. Um. I'm not. I'm not back the Cardinals in this one. I think they they have to. I think what we might see from the Cardinals this season is you know they kind of started hot and kind of
1: yeah. You think the opposite? I think
0: we're kind of we're kind of seeing a reversal. Yeah, this season. maybe. I think I also think there's a, there's pressure on them now to win. So yeah, I think it's kind of a. We have to win this one. I was thinking uh, that
1: myself. Yeah. I just thought that that hot finish <laughs> would uh, would would arrive with uh, D Hop rather than you know.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I get, I get it. Um, but yeah, I suppose moving on. Two uh, two sides probably desperate need of of a win and quiet and some noise. Mm. Uh, it's the Panthers at Rams. Uh, the Rams are eleven point favorites and I think look tough opening gig for Steve Wilkes uh, yeah I, I, I kind of have this penciled in as a get right game for the Rams um, yeah you think they're gonna I, I think dominate here The the only thing that kind of cause for concern is the rams can't run the, the ball and um, so if they can't do that it's only a matter of time before cooper cup kind of gets more contained and um, that's my only cause for concern but I, I do think it is the mess that is caroline at this moment in time i think it's, it's a perfect get right game for rams i don't fancy some cover that spread though 11 points is excessive
1: yeah i i I would take the Panthers with the points, the plus, the plus eleven. I yeah. think yeah, you yeah. do often see with midseason firings, you know, the team come into the next game really fired up and they give an uncharacteristically yeah. good game. I think as well, you've got uh, Derek Brown and um, Brian Burns that might give Matthew Stafford, you know, a bit of a bit of a bit of hassle there. Again, I think there's no danger of the Rams. Losing this one, I think it is a get right game. But yeah. ten and a half well, points
0: is a lot. Excessive. Excessive one I might say.
1: Moving on to the absolute showstopper of the week. Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills at the KC Chiefs. Um KC Chiefs are three point dogs at home. So three point spread, Bills minus three. Um I find this one as well kind of Kind of a tough one to to sort of gauge or measure the two teams against each other. I think i go go uh, Kansas City plus three here because obviously the, the Bills secondary is hurting a little bit. Um, and seemingly, as of last week, Casey, Patrick Mahomes can score at it Will. I mean, it's one of those games where Travis Kelsey scores four touchdowns and you're like, it's just so easy for him. It's crazy. It's it's amazing to watch. It looks like he's just he can do whatever he wants.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What spread do you like? Do you like uh, KC plus the points or? It's a total. What was your one. spread? I it's three, but I I'm taking KC plus three.
0: Okay. Well, I have I have KC plus two, so I'm gonna I take that. Um, yeah. No, I think they'll they'll cover the spread be fair um, I'm thinking like uh, it's going to be high scoring again like that playoff game I think so I think 31-27 for me that's yeah. what
1: I'm breaking yeah yeah that sounds a bit right
0: if I ever nail one, one of these scores let me tell you I won't uh, I don't often throw a score but when I do if I ever nail I'm going to let you know about it for <laughs> yeah. now into the turning um, yes but moving on America's game of the week and the only game I care about this weekend, mm. Dallas Cowboys making a way up to the link. Uh, I have the Eagle, Eagles as five point favorites. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I'm going to back and cover the spread. Wow. I'm shooting my shot, and I know it's it's probably biased, and I, I and frankly I don't care. Um, I think we've talked about kind of. What the Cowboys' offense is, I think it's a lucky thing that we're we're quite we're quite effective running the ball. I know it can be up and down, and um, a little bit untraditional. But uh, yeah, back our running game. We might might see limited touches for a wide receiving core. But I also think Darius Slay is going to lock up CD Lamb.
1: Okay, that's um, I'm on the opposite side of the fence here. I think obviously Cowboys and Philly both have. You know, Top five defenses. It's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I do think Philly is the better team. I think Philly will win. But in a low scoring game, give me
0: five points. I'm back in Philly. Not only to beat the spread. Go on. I'm, back now. <laughs> I'm looking. To win by seven. I'm back. I'm going whoa. for. I, I, if if Philly were plus seven, whoa, <laughs> yeah, and you could take that to the bank. Um, I, I just um, I gotta write it. Like it's not often. It's not often my side is going as well as they go. So. Look, the only
1: things about Dallas that really scare me, well, not Isn't the Micah? only things, but it's it's Micah, and it's I suppose Trayvon Diggs. So I don't know Roll the pocket away from Micah And throw on the opposite side of the field Of Trayvon Diggs And we're golden I know I, I think Dallas I remember with a good shot I think Cooper Rush's um, Limitations Will be on display here
0: Ooh yes I like it I like it Yep, yep. I'm in agreement Right um, Eagles plus 8
1: Okay Eagles by 8 By the time it's Sunday oh. night It'll be
0: plus 20 Feel
1: myself, and then obviously Monday night football. Uh, the Broncos are going to LA, play the Chargers. Um, the Chargers are five point favorites. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is getting over his his rib injury. He's he's looked better. Um, Russell Wilson, obviously having that sort of the mini buy playing on Thursday night football last week, so. Well, he he had a uh, several months in the off season to rest up and acclimate to the new playbook, and he hasn't looked good for the first five weeks. So I don't see why he's going to look drastically improved here. Um, I'm taking the Chargers minus five. Yeah, no arguments here until I'm proven wrong. Um, I
0: don't know Like they're right.
1: they're they're five point favorites at home. If you want to factor in home field advantage, two or three points. That's saying the books only think they're, you know, again two or three points better than the Broncos. I think that's, I think it's a bit short. I think yeah. they'll cover that spread.
0: Yeah, fair. It was look. That's that's week six reviewed. Mm. So why don't we quickly touch on put the field? Um, let's let's win our, our listeners some money. Yeah, um,
1: obviously we didn't do it last week with our little hiatus. Just a quick recap on what we've done so far. Uh, we're giving you six selections per week split across two different triple bets. Week 1, four of the six came in, week 2, five of the six, the safe bet one, and week 3, five of the six and the quadra money bet one. So, i am not a bad track record so far. We're at 77% much, hit rate.
0: How much how much have we won though?
1: How much have we won? How about with hit. Rate? Um well, well zero. I I I blew that money on my my business trip. Um, but if you're banking, if you're banking, the winnings were up, uh, we're up 20 euro, 20 odd euro. Okay. Um, OK, so the first, the safe as houses bet for this week, Washington, tease that up to three and a half. I think Washington, that'll, they're, they're well matched, Washington and Chicago. I think that three and a half will just give them that nice cushion they should cover. Um, Cincinnati, tease them up to three and a half. Um, they're playing New Orleans. Um, I think, I think, you know, I think Cincinnati overall are a better team than Seattle, and Seattle went toe to toe with them. I don't think Tyson Hill is going to have as big an impact. I think Cincy should get a, a win. They're they're desperate too. Uh, I know New Orleans are chasing the division. So is Cincy. You know, it's it's in danger getting away from them. So, since he teased that up to plus three and a half, and then Jacksonville uh, teased that up to six and a half, um, I think Jacksonville will win that game. But six and a half points, it's giving you that nice, nice margin. So, those three selections are two to one. You know, you bet ten or you'll, you'll get 30 back. The quadra money, Dallas teased them up to nine and a half. Again, I think it's going to be a close game, so you're just widening that margin um carolina i'm gonna tease them up to 11 and a half. um again it's just a big spread and i think they can cover and then minnesota just take the point spread minus three Um skylar thompson should be quarterback and minnesota's a better team you bet 10 you'll get 50 back that's four to one so hopefully i can continue the, su- the success um if 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 it does continue one of those will hit at least one of those will hit
0: okay perfect well look I think it's all from me uh, yeah I think that's all for me well I guess I guess as a fellow once said thank you
1: yeah thanks everyone Nice. Bye.
0: bye take care <laughs> some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, there's nobody inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it
1: is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs!